Two podcasters have three story prompts and no guest. Somebody write these? Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is nobody! It's just <laughs> us today. We we had some guest cancellations, but we wanted to make sure we still had a, a holiday episode up for us. So we're, we're doing an extra challenge today. Usually when we have a guest, we will generate three random plots and let our guests choose the one we work on for that episode. Today, we're going to try to do all three prompts, which we have not looked at yet. Nope. And they all have to be Christmas-themed. Merry Christmas, listeners. And when we generate a title, it's going to be the anthology title to tie all three of them together somehow. Mm -hmm. We do not know if this will work. (laughs) We don't either. (laughs) We're going to attempt to make maybe the most slapdash Christmas anthology story ever, and it's going to be fantastic. Before (laughs) we jump in, though, we want to do our regular little interview, but since it's just the two of us, we're Mm going to keep it kind of of open. I'll start off, actually, by sharing that I'm in the middle of National Novel Writing Month. Which I participate in every year. I am several thousand words behind, trying to catch up before I go back to work on Monday. <laughs> um, and I've been writing a horror play, which I've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, and I, this one is sort of a folk horror, sort of like a Stepford Wives Wicker Man kind of mesh, Creepy uh, like specifically. It. But it's trying to capture the idea of the the concept and the feeling of how kind of scary it is to be a disabled person during the COVID pandemic when your life is real expendable for a lot of. people people oh um, wow yeah yeah so, I, so that's so like I, hit 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 home horror yes kind of, exactly. wow it's been very cathartic the lead character is pretty much just me when i was 16 <laughs> <laughs> so so i've been working on that all the different drafts count toward the word count because a play is not fifty thousand words long so, so so it's like a horror memoir <laughs> a little bit, little bit. If 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 my sixteen year old life ended with monsters and houses going up in flames, that kind of thing. we're gonna let the directors figure out how to bring that to the stage. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm curious. So, in if you were directing this play, say who would you cast as the lead? Oh, say you could man. say you could pick anybody. Anybody. Oh man, that is a big question because um, it's got to be someone young. Um, uh huh. Because she's, yeah, she is 16. Who do I think would have been able to pull this off at 16? Like young or somebody who could pass for young because they're actresses out there, you know. I think, I think, okay. 25. Going to a character that I relate to very much. I think a young, she, Alison Hannigan as Willow Rosenberg might be able to pull this off. Oh, yes. Like that might be the vibe I'm going for. Uh Um, Or... There's a there's a little bit more snark in there for the for the character than than Willow, but I identify very strongly with Willow, so that's not a surprise that maybe that's the character that I could see. Right. Um, and then like Audrey Aubrey Plaza could play the the best friend who's in there. Okay. And the two of yes. them become buddies amid <laughs> the the terrifying town being haunted by a monster. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh, so I can picture you, that. Yeah. What have you been mulling over or working on creatively? Or even, I know you don't necessarily have a lot of time. We've got a lot of other stuff going on. But like any ideas <laughs> that have been percolating in your head that you're like, ooh, maybe this is coming out sometime. Okay. Well, but one idea that's been percolating in my brain and I haven't done anything with yet. Yeah. But I always thought it would be fun to write a collection of short stories. And each short story would be from the point of view of a bystander character 
in other famous stories. Mm. Yeah. So like, for instance, in, oh, help me think of a good example. Um, how how bystandery oh. are we talking? Like they don't have any lines, <laughs> like they're just seen visibly in the background, or like a character who we maybe know a little bit about them. Well, either, but like a very little bit. Like maybe they have one line in yeah. in it or something. Like a like a bank clerk in a, a bank teller in a in a scene where the in a movie about a bank robbery. <laughs> exactly like the one in the background who's like ah. Exactly, or like the coat check girl in a in a spy movie, or yeah. or like just one of the. S- citizens of new york in the avengers yeah you know and and that kind of stuff and just be like somebody just ran in and did this and ran out and i don't know what was going on but like with just enough hints so that you know which story it is yeah you know what i'm saying and i just think that would be fun to write a whole bunch of those yeah i've wanted for a little while to do something i don't know how to how to make this work but i've wanted to do something specifically addressing like (laughs) With that kind of idea, but specifically with each story centered around someone who just like who who is essentially collateral damage in like a superhero movie, and like this <laughs> and that series, was how like, I died. <laughs> yeah, like this series of stories about like you know kind of looking at this. Some of these are some of these superheroes take their lives real casually. It's true, <laughs> um, and so like and like little things like somebody who you know maybe they weren't. Um, Maybe they weren't there, but like the the like their job was blown up or something. Like their right. workplace was blown up, and so now they don't have anything, and they have like and it you know messes them up or, I don't or know. like and and then the Hulk just threw my car. Exactly, <laughs> somebody like people who like legitimately are having a tough a tough time because all these overpowered people are like fighting their own <laughs> battles around them. See, I, I just suck. Exactly. So I just thought stuff or even or even like just side characters in in literature, mm-hmm. like, you know, you have the story of the Lord of the Rings. And but then when in the books, when the hobbits from the Fellowship return to Hobbiton, all this other stuff has been going on in yeah. their absence. And like, wouldn't it be fun to write a story from, say, the point of Rosie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Who's been and, in, who stayed there the whole time. And right. Exactly. Saw everything that happened to it. Stuff like that. I just. That would be such a fun writing exercise. Yeah. And to get those perspectives out. Yeah. Let's go ahead and scoot on into our our storytelling. Mm-hmm. So as a reminder, our plan is that we're going to generate a plot and brainstorm on it for like, oh, probably seven minutes or so. That'll be about a third of our time. And then we'll <laughs> move on and generate a second one. And then before we generate a third one, we will be getting a title to help us wrap up this anthology and tie these three all in together. And hopefully we can work in some holiday themes as well. <laughs> Which is so a lot. <laughs> okay, what's um, the first plot, Hannah? All right. So I'm going to, as always, toss this in the chat as well as, uh, this is a real simple one. King Lear set in the Uncharted West. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty simple. You just take King Lear open. and put it, put yeah. make him a cowboy. So is he like... Is he leaving his 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 ranch to his daughters or his daughter's husbands? I guess so. Um, so and then slowly going mad and <laughs> got too much lead in the water. Yeah. So like King Lear is heavily about like <clears throat> like hubris and about as yes. as there's a lot of Shakespeare about about yeah. you know Lear being being so proud that he he gives his uh, he yields to flattery rather than to to those who actually show with actions that they care about him. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really this, sad story. It very. So what does that look like in the uncharted west? <laughs> That's a good well it's, um, there are tumbleweeds. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's it. It's, um, it's just King like, Lear, just a tumbleweed comes across the stage sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about the Uncharted West. You, your mind immediately went to Ranch, but I'm thinking what else was there in the Uncharted West? Mm-hmm. There were also... There were also miners. Yeah, gold mining. And there was also like the Spanish missions in California. Mm-hmm. Fur trading. Fur trading. And so this doesn't have to be, you know, the American West. It could be the West That's that wasn't too. American yet. Right, yeah. You know, if it's so uncharted, it- is he is this an exploration? Is this an expedition where they're setting out to chart the West? That's an interesting idea, but then how do all the other characters fit in? Like maybe like, is it a family expedition? <laughs> right. Well, oh, oh, uh, oh, what about a rag- wagon train? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, the is, pioneers. Yes, and he's the forth. leader of the wagon train. Right, he's the patriarch of whatever company. They're going, the, maybe the, it, the Lear yeah. Handcart Company. And maybe instead of it being, like, a like a an an inheritance of who will inherit my kingdom when I die, maybe it's, like, a, maybe it's, like, he's, he's, he needs, um, like, it's who he listens to for advice on where to go. Like, maybe there's a disagreement about where do we settle. Okay. Or where do we go? Like, maybe one is wanting to go to gold in California. And one is like, no, we need to go up to, to Oregon. Or And one is like, no, right. the winters are real bad and we need to settle here. Right, that's we, true, yeah. we don't want to go over the pass right now. Or, and so maybe there's a, maybe it's that. Maybe it's not so much like, what does he give to them? But whose, whose ear does he listen to? And does he listen to the one who's, um, who's flattering him the most? And that I like that. That has makes terrible consequences. Yeah, because Cordelia would be like, "Well, our original plan was this, so let's just stick to that." I mean, does it end and, with like a, a Donner Party esque horrible ending where, like, oh, they gosh. they do end up trapped in the in the mountains in the winter? They might. Like when I, if I remember, it's been a long time since I read or watched King Lear, but like, isn't part mm-hmm. of it that like the older older siblings' husbands are like in, in competition with each other and like battling it out for for their own space. So like maybe it is a disagreement about where to go and they keep, you know, changing course, <laughs> convincing the father to change course. And then the winters, the, the, the snows come and they've spent <laughs> so long kind of changing their mind on where they need to go that they aren't able to make it over in time and they have to yeah. shelter there. And that would it, make sense. And then the dad dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's another twist, an interesting twist, because there there's always a chance that what what if what if the daughters aren't daughters in this version, but they're wives? Because polygamy of his, was a thing occasionally. Of of his. Right. Okay. So, you know, he has his two favorite wives because they praise but Cordelia is the one who does all the work. Uh-huh. How that would be interesting if just, like the just an interesting twist. Yeah, that would be interesting if like the 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 women in the or the 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 men involved were not their husbands but their sons. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you have like his friend Kent, you know, yeah. who who is like one of the other families in the wagon train, maybe or yeah. like just his bestie. They've been working um, together, leading trains across the uh, across for like ten years. Right, <laughs> they know what they're like doing. That. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so I guess the last question, we've got winter in here. There's definitely, so how do we make oh, yeah. it? Is it Christmassy just because they? it's a Christmas dying in the mountains? <laughs> most cheerful uh, oh, of Christmas stories. <laughs> is, it, is it whoever gives him the best Christmas present on the trail? What kind of Christmas oh present would they get on the trail? You know what I'm saying? I found they, this tumbleweed they, for you, father. They found you know, rare like, animals that they were able to hunt <laughs> or trade with somebody for something really nice. Oh, that's a really good question. Are they following a star? Oh my gosh. Oh, or oh. No, we want something that actually makes sense. Hold on. I mean, like, I don't could, think this can be like just... a heartwarming Christmas tale. I think this ha- I mean, it's a tragedy. Well, it has to end in tragedy. Yes, but like that could be 
it could just be the time of year and mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's where maybe that's where it starts is because Lear knows like we don't have presents for anybody, but whoever can tell me the nicest thing about me. Well, That'll was, be my Christmas presents. I was wondering. I was wondering if if the way that we work this into this is that the ending scene where you know where Lear kind of. I mean, you know, at the end of the story, he's pretty. He's pretty not there. Yeah. Um, but maybe it ends with him and um, Cordelia. Cordelia or Cornelia. Cord. Corey. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sharing sharing like a nice christmas like they used to have back home where she like she knows he's dying she knows he's not gonna make it out past the winter alive and she and the other two kind of abandon him to go do their own thing and like take care of themselves and she spends her christmas with him trying to make his last christmas a nice one oh Um, i'm getting shades here of the little match girl yeah so like she's getting as close as there's actually a fire (laughs) you know and she's telling stories about what used to be what he does remember in his dementia yeah. And so he gets this wonderful warm Christmas as he passes and we don't know what happens to Cornelia, Corey. Yeah. That would be that would be interesting. That's kind of a haunting first story for an anthology. Yeah. Uh, that might be completely upended by the next two. <laughs> it's true. But you know, with an anthology, you don't want the depressing one last. It's true. It's true. You start so let's off hope with the, the other two are <laughs> with that in mind, it is about time. We've spent about seven minutes on this. Let's see. Let's see our second one. All right. The second one's definitely a little more complicated and definitely I don't know what to do with it. It's another one maybe about about a flawed leader. So okay. our second one is now married, a drug kingpin's predicament grows more dire amid the discovery of incredible guitar skills and major league baseball. <laughs> so there's entirely too much going on in this. So it's a good oh, thing gosh. that our first story was real empty. <laughs> yes. So okay, first question in my mind is okay, discovery obviously refers to incredible guitar skills, but does it also, are we also discovering, discovering baseball? baseball, or is it just amid Major League Baseball? Maybe we don't yeah. know yet, but that's a question. Yeah, a drug kingpin's predicament. What's his predicament? That he's now married. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, maybe yeah, the, not. The new wife could be causing problems. The new wife. Well, no, no it, it, it looks like now married. His predicament grows more dire. So maybe. Oh yeah. So his predicament was already there. The marriage makes things worse. Right. Okay. So what um, kind of predicament might that be? Something to do with guitar skills and baseball. Is it somebody having to choose between the two? <laughs> is it <laughs> is it a major league baseball player who turns out to be an incredible guitarist and he's, the drug kingpin is trying to get him to quit? <laughs> did did he marry what's her name Chaco? I don't know who that is. The, you'd recognize her. Is it an incredible guitarist Shoot. or major league baseballist? Baseball oh, no, is not, not a Chaco. word. What's her What's her name? I just saw her an episode of Fantasy Island. I have no idea. Well, if it comes back to you, we'll find. Mm. Maybe they're on. <clears throat> she She was the voice and inspiration for the frog mom in Thumbelina. I don't know. <laughs> I cannot uh, help you. Charo. Charo, that's oh, her name. Who I know by name, she, but don't know anything right. about. So I still but, can't but help. Yeah, she, she's a guitarist. Okay. That's. That's the only thing I could. So does he? So does he marry an incredible guitarist and yeah, Major League Baseball? We, we this have one to, might we have take seven to, minutes just to figure out what's happening. <laughs> I know we, we have nothing to anchor this to. There's okay. So he's a drug kingpin. Is he? Is he laundering his his money through baseball? Or okay. Okay. He I have an a, idea. A baseball league. So for each of these, you generate a title. Can can we generate a title just to give us a direction for this one? Like not okay, the anthology title, our, but just our, to I've, just I've, for this one. 
because I have no, I don't know where to take this at all. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I'll generate the anthology title now. Maybe that will help us. I don't oh, want to generate okay. separate titles for all of them because I'm worried that that will undo everything that we ever come up with. Okay. <laughs> I'm worried that will be too many things. Uh, um, Arendt, this wouldn't have helped anyway. <laughs> okay. The title is terrible. What um, is it? It's, I, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the way as it was written and we can figure out how to deal with the grammar. It is okay. later a young lawyer's. So it could be yeah. later young lawyers, but that's a terrible title anyway. So whether this is the title of the origin of the story or of the, maybe it's the title of the story and the whole anthology because it was just such a wonderful title. People decided they had to use it again. Later, later young lawyers. Later young lawyers. Right. right. Later a young lawyers, like like initial last name, like a law firm, a young. Later a young Lawyers. Lawyers. Late, maybe they're lawyers named Later and Young, and it's there. <laughs> later and Young Lawyers. But they name it, they name their law firm Later A Young to make it look like it's controlled by just one person. <laughs> Either way, we're never going to be able to make sense for King Lear or a drug kingpin with baseball. No. I regret this decision. Okay, uh, okay. When, okay, when where, was where baseball, Major League Baseball, when was it invented? Can we get a time frame? Okay, let's look that up. Let's see if we can if we can solidify that, because a drug kingpin from the 1800s might be different than now. That's true. Major League Baseball. Wikipedia. Um, it's composed us. of 30 teams formed in, the, the two sets of teams were formed in 80, 70, 1876 and 1901. Okay. And beginning in 1903, the two leagues signed the national agreement and cooperated, but they were legally separate entities until 2000. So it was composed of, two, Major League Baseball is two different leagues until 2000. <laughs> Okay. But they've been around since like early no three, where they've been playing together as Major League Baseball. I don't think this is helping. I mean, if they're discovering it, it could be very early. These were the maybe right. the, maybe the discovering of it is in 1903 when they get the two leagues to sign an agreement and play together. Okay, the, okay, okay, okay. So, so we have a time. A drug kingpin. Okay, so we're assuming he has money. Yes. Does he buy a team? Like, That's does he sponsor a team? He sponsors a team, and his wife instead wants to be a, a patroness to a guitarist. What? what how early Killing with guitars? me softly. <laughs> with like, what do guitars? How how long have we had? I mean, I know guitars have been around forever. Yeah. But like, when did they become like well used? That's oh, it's too it's too broad a category because guitars yeah. like extend to like all these other stringed instruments that are basically the same. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> the history of the six-string guitar. So, so yeah, I think he wants to use his drug money to fund the Major League Baseball acquisition of the two different leagues and create one big league that they all play together in. And she wants to fund a guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not just an, a guitarist, but like, what, what about a conservatory? A guitar conservatory. Yes. Okay, like she's Which falling was in love not with this a thing instrument. In, in 1903. <laughs> well, we know who won that argument. Yeah. <laughs> She comes back for him afterwards and like gets Baseball revenge wins. on him. Maybe these are all about, maybe these are all <laughs> stories about family members coming back to, about somebody's uh, refusal to cooperate with their loved ones coming back okay, to Okay, okay. I just had a ridiculous idea. You want to hear it? Yes. I say we go gift of the Magi with this one. Okay. Okay. So he doesn't get something or sells something in order to buy her guitar something guitar and, and 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 she fires all her guitarists in order to buy him a major league baseball team okay okay which he can't have because of whatever he sold yeah 
Okay. okay no, that totally tripped and crashed. <laughs> that is that is seven minutes. <laughs> and that's the most that's, that's the, the most best we got. That's the best we got. And we still don't like this title. <laughs> I will allow us to ignore the fact that you made me find a title early. <laughs> <laughs> and instead and of using the title we'll use the third we'll use the third plot for that one and we'll generate a different title okay 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 so that title's sure- garbage <laughs> that title is such garbage oh i know i, was- I know i know it's it's he's he sold the lawyers he would need to run the baseball team to buy the guitars <laughs> no no we're ignoring it we're okay ignore- okay we're ignoring it it's good goodbye uh, lawyers I- Goodbye, lawyers. Please don't come back. All right. So, and then our third one, we'll generate our third plot, and then we'll we'll generate a title to go with that, which will hopefully help us, but maybe it won't. I don't know. <laughs> this last one didn't, and we used executive, executive power to kick it away. Our yes. third plot, a tough female ex-con flitting around a cave finds love. <laughs> and our anthology title at least sounds more like a title. It's not like later of a, a young lawyer's. Okay. Our title is The Loathing. <laughs> so I think this is about serious relational conflict at the holidays. It's true. <laughs> King Lear and his daughter slash wives, whichever one we go with. The drunk pin and his wife. And then I guess a tough female ex-con and love. What, flitting around a cave. Like yeah, flitting is-, is a very specific kind of verb. <laughs> So maybe she's maybe she's hiding out in a cave because she's an ex-con, obviously, and she's uh-huh. trying to make a, a happy Christmas. She's like a super optimistic Christmassy person, and she's flitting around putting up decorations. <laughs> and then Santa shows up, and she falls in love yes. with him. <laughs> yes. it's like, I thought I smelled a Christmas tree. Who are you? <laughs> I've never visited this cave before. Ho ho ho. <laughs> So, but like, <laughs> so maybe, maybe, okay, so we, that's, that's we have, the story. You did it. That's the whole thing. So we have to tie, find a way to tie these oh. all into the loathing. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the, the first two, the loathing already kind of fits. Yeah. Is the third one about her breaking the cycle of loathing? These could, these could, okay. These totally could be sequential in time. Like we had the uncharted mm-hmm. West, which we're looking True. at easily early 1800s. And then yes. we have major league baseball in 1903. Is yes. this woman at the turn of the century of, of the, of the 21st century? And okay. this is, you know, we're looking back on like the cycle of loathing in her family. And if it's King Lear and his wives, like it could be marital, like that, that she or right. her family has never had positive romantic relationships. And she's trying to fix that, even though she's an ex con living in a cave okay <laughs> and santa helps somehow <laughs> it's like a like a hallmark movie a husband yeah. for christmas <laughs> a husband for christmas <laughs> like some sort of yeah there's been some sort of curse giving her family terrible marital relationships i'm just i'm just in fits and giggles by thinking of the loathing a christmas anthology <laughs> <laughs> Beginning with King Lear. <laughs> right. Uh, so, okay. So here's the, here's the actual question. Do we want it to actually be Santa that she falls in love with? Or does she, does Santa grant her a Christmas wish and bring along like just the right person for her? Well, see, uh, who doesn't I'll, disagree I'll about in... where things should go? Or <laughs> So my first thought about flitting, which, you know, can be more metaphorical than not. Mm-hmm. But like, what if, what if she's, what if she's an elf? Okay, okay. Okay. 
And she's an ex-con, okay? But, like, Santa recruits her as because she wants to turn her okay. life around. And that's her okay. Christmas wish, right? Okay, yeah. And so Santa recruits her. And then she finds love with one of the workshop elves. Yeah. Okay, okay. That makes it a little more obviously Christmassy. Yes. Who loathes who? <laughs> that third one. Where is the loathing in the third she, one? She loathes herself. She loathes her past. Okay. Because it never made her happy. Hmm? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's like some deep generational trauma going on there for her. <laughs> right. The, the, the dark, dark history of her past. I don't know what kind of other elfin society she's been a part of that she was a criminal in. Well, mi- yeah, like, I was like, is she a criminal to the, like, did elves arrest her and put her in jail and she, or did humans arrest an elf? Or is she, is she a human and only elf by, by title? After Now, Santa now we've entered in. the Will Ferrell universe. But um. like, there's all, there's all kinds of non, <laughs> non-elf, but elf isn't a race. Elf That's... is only a title. Okay. So there's all kinds of, there's humans and there's reindeer and there's, there's <laughs> pixies and there's all kinds of creatures up there all working as elves. That's an interesting idea. And she is, she is loathing of herself and she needs to, she needs, there's gotta be a way thematically to, <laughs> like, I want to make a way like that she, I want it to be that she breaks the cycle of King Lear and the drug Kingpin. <laughs> they both have King in the name. Is her Ooh. last name King in this version? <laughs> Quite, that would make sense. It's Kings. Maybe it's about Kings not being willing to give up power. <laughs> and at the end, she's like the head of mm. the elves, but she decides to to let she decides to let her loved one take over and get promotion to head of the elves instead because she cares about him more than she cares about her own power. And that's not what the others were willing to do. Mm. The drug kingpin, instead of Gift of the Magi-ing, he, he did like, <laughs> he, he, he did it the opposite way. He sold his wife's guitars so he could afford to buy the baseball. <laughs> she hated him life. forever. And King Lear died sadly in a, in a mountain because he... <laughs> You know, wouldn't listen to the ones who cared about him. And right. so this, but, this elf but, <laughs> overturns the loathing. Yes, she's the only one to finally make a selfless decision. Yeah. <laughs> and have the Christmas worm fuzzies. Yeah. At the, <laughs> at the end. This is... I like the, the idea that they're all related. Like, she's a descendant of both the pioneer King Lear and, yeah. and the drug Kingpin. Yeah. King Lear, Kingpin, King Elf. <laughs> right. Well, that's like the Santa Claus. Like the King Elf is like Santa, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. It's true. Since Elf is just a title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that that may be all the time we have for that. So, Thank goodness. <laughs> so, uh, so there's our our beautiful, wonderful Christmas anthology <laughs> with uh, with mostly horrible people, <laughs> and then uh, Christmas Elf at the end turning her life around. I feel dirty. Oh, flitting around <laughs> in a cave. Hey, you know, you got to have these dark Christmas stories in there too. Holidays are not a happy it's time for everybody. I like when we can balance that out and have an no, optimistic story. No, no, no. I like story. dark Christmas stories. I'm, I feel dirty because these are all terrible stories. <laughs> I like the King Lear one where they, where they don her party in the, in the mountains at the end. That's true. That's the best one, I think. I want to write that. That's my, Do that's it. my next year nano. Yes, do it. Okay, so folks, if you want to write the loathing, <laughs> if you want to or draw tell us a poster, how bad it was, <laughs> draw us a poster of these these three stories. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yes, please. Uh, figure out, you know, maybe write a Christmas song. <laughs> what what Christmas songs are on the soundtrack? 
Oh gosh, yes, so loathing the musical. We get to bring in all these, all the, all the like dark, angry Christmas songs that like, yeah. <laughs> like we get to get to latch on to those. That's gonna be like Grandma one got Christmas run album. over by a reindeer. We get to to bring in all the dark ones that like <laughs> people who hate Christmas like. <laughs> so it'll work. It'll it's- work. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. <laughs> right? Like, oh. Okay, so with that being said, let's go ahead and let's recommend something. Do I want to recommend? I haven't thought. You had a Christmas-related one you wanted to recommend. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go for it? Yeah. Yeah, what well, would you, you think- like to recommend to us this week? Well, I think. So, old family favorite, <clears throat> the movie A Christmas Story. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It has its flaws, mostly because it's dated, and and it depicts what I would call the unfortunate normalities of the day because it's set in you know 1950s America, but it's 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 a memoir of of the guy who wrote it about his recollections of Christmas as a child. And so, as Ralphie, all he wanted for Christmas was a Red Ryder BB gun. And the whole story is about trying to get this Red Ryder BB gun and all the hullabaloo around Christmas around that there's you know the noisy next door dogs there's the bully at school there's dealing with parents who just don't understand how important this bb gun is stuff like that and it's and it's a really funny movie and fairly heartwarming at the end and i just i just love watching it every year I love it. I decided I'm going to go with a Christmas recommendation too. And it's something that is completely, nobody knows about it. It's much less well-known than a Christmas story. <laughs> One of my personal favorites is, it's an operetta. You can find versions of it on YouTube. It's called A Mall and the Night Visitors. And it's a it's a short opera by, oh no, I can't remember his name. I'm going to look it up real quickly. Okay, it's an opera, it's a one-act opera by Giancarlo Minotti. And it's set during the 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 nativity story and mm. it centers on a, a young poor boy who who cannot walk and his mother and just their their poverty and they end up being hosting for the night the three magi coming through to bring gifts to the the baby jesus oh wow and it's got some really really gorgeous music it's really it really kind of highlights the the um I really love it because as a as a person of faith myself, I really love it as a story that really highlights that I do believe that the story of the nativity is is good news for the poor and the downtrodden. Is not meant to be something that that stresses that that emphasizes. It's not it's not about grabbing for power <laughs> like these right, stories right, that you did yeah. today. It's not it's not King Lear <laughs> and the Kingpin grabbing for power. That it is something that is meant to bring hope to people. Oh, that and that if it's not that we're doing something wrong. And so so I I really love it. It's like it's like an hour long. It's got some really gorgeous music. I and it was something that we grew up watching and so it's one that i i watch every year and it's it's just beautifully done and so it may not work for everybody it's a it's a very specific (laughs) type of recommendation but if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in you should definitely check it out yeah Um, i think i will that sounds wonderful yeah it's i think you would like it a lot jenny it's it's (laughs) it's really lovely maybe pull up the lyrics alongside so you can (laughs) because my favorite version is a a version from the from the 70s where you can find like a a vhs transfer (laughs) so it's a little hard to make out the lyrics so good send me send me a link yeah Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll have to put a link in the show notes for anybody who's interested as well. Yes. Um, Before we go, Jenny, is there anything we want to plug? Is there anything you want to (laughs) plug? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe your editing services or... Well, not right now. Oh, yeah. Then no. Or social media, personal social media. We don't share that on here very often. Whatever you want to do. Or nothing. That's (laughs) That's true. Yeah, if if you want to find me on Twitter, author Jay Gosling, and I sometimes post stuff on there. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's when when I do write anything, that's where it will come up. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. I can figure that out this next cut this coming year. Yeah, yeah, and I'm on on a lot of social media, <laughs> Twitter. I'm Purple Cow Seventeen. Recently, it jumped into into Mastodon, so I'm Purple Cow Seventeen at uh, Mastodon Party. But Mastodon has no vowels. It's so it's M S T D N Party. So I did the migration from Twitter because that may implode every day, any day. And uh, I do have another podcast if you want to check out the Bot Canon. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah, very that, silly. That's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's I, I take classic literature and let an AI write the rest of it. Yeah, I'm currently- It can get really dark. <laughs> really dark. Like, the one that's coming out, this will be out by the time that this releases, but the one that's coming up on Monday is the Scarlet Pimpernel. And it's heavily about Marguerite getting executed and then the executioner like takes her head home and and it's his wife and it's very upsetting. But this is, this is how the bot wrote it. All right, folks, that is our, our unusual episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts and you can go to patreon.com slash somebody write this for bonus material follow us on twitter and instagram at write this pod or on facebook slash somebody write this and if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a bit of story or criticism or anything else <laughs> no the story was just as good as any of the others <laughs> Email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And as they say, (laughs) a malicious ox does not build a house. (laughs) 